<laughs> and welcome to an episode dedicated to modern horror stories. Modern American horror stories actually set in Ireland. Irish horror stories. No. What time would it be set Carlo. Carlo. Uh, Carlo is fairly spooky. Yeah, I feel like it has a spooky aura. Uh, also, like somewhere on the coast in Clare, there'd be a season oh, there. Oh yeah, like big limestone, raggedy shit. And totally Donegal. Donegal would be a big one. Yeah, because no horror. trains. You can't leave Donegal. Yeah, because famously the only way you can leave Donegal is by train. <laughs> by train. They wish. Yeah. Ah, poor Donegal. Justice for Donegal trains. Um, but yeah, we we were very much inspired this week by um. We're going to call it like a mild disaster. It's it's what we would determine a modern horror story. Our friend Tim. I don't think this is mild. Yeah, it's given me the fear and I wasn't even there. <laughs> he went out on a night out recently, as one does in the post-pandemic world. Post-pandemic, quote, quote, yeah. I'm very much not like an anti-masker vibe. But Tim went out, he had a few jars and he left his bag in in George. Yeah. As you're one to do. The horrifying part comes next. <laughs> he left his work ID in his bag. So when the George staff found it, they called his workplace <laughs> being like, we found missing property from one of your employees. Also bear in mind, like he's not in this job very long. No, this is a new, this is a new job. Pretty new job. And then because the boss at the job was worried about him, called his next of kin which is his mom <laughs> so not only is everyone in his office really worried about him he also got his ma- got his mom involved by accident <laughs> by simply leaving a bag down i i feel like that has made me so aware of where all of my possessions are at all times also can we do a quick shout out to tim's bag in paris where t- <laughs> t- tim also um, disappeared when we were in Paris. We didn't include this story last week. But in order to find him, he has like this fucking Google tracker thing. Like, I don't know, is it a clearing? Genuinely, it's like something out of Spy Kids. Yeah, Tim's a big gadget man. But, uh, gadget, gadget men. I feel like everyone knows a gadget Spectre man gadget. these days. But uh, in order to try find him, we he also left his phone. So we had his phone. We knew his login to his phone because it was fucking predictable. And then we went on the app that tracks the clearing. And then we realised that it wasn't moving. So we were like, Tim's after leaving his bag somewhere. But um, he's still alive and he still has the bag. So He's very much one of those homing pigeon types. Yeah. Good for him. Very, very funny. But yeah, that story like inspired this episode. We thought we would go around, ask a few heads to tell us a modern day horror story. Do you have any ones of your own to start or we should, should we start with someone else's? Mine will probably, f- yeah, mine will probably flood in as we go along because I'm the type of person that embarrassing stuff happens to all the time and I get, I don't think I seem embarrassed by things but I really am and I think I bury them so deep that I actually don't remember them. Yeah, I feel like I don't usually find myself incredibly embarrassed but then I actually overthink every small thing that might not have been that embarrassing. Yeah, I, this is really funny because after every single night out we have, I am like physically sick after it and it is not the drink. It it's is the nerves, beer. it is the fear. And like, I won't have done anything. Like, like I really genuinely won't have done anything stupid, but I will have convinced myself that I did. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, um, my, one of my quick fire rounds is that I, uh, 
I always think that I've overspoken. Like I will talk about something that I actually do believe in, but I will speak about it too much. Oh, and I'm, I literally still have the fear from an event over a week and a half ago where we were encouraged to discuss something and I said my feelings. We're drinking whiskey out of little glasses right now and I'm just after massive, after seeing a massive chocolate, what I hope is fucking chocolate stain. <laughs> that the wasn't there when I stained it. it oh, I know what happened. I was eating cookies earlier <laughs> and a chocolate chip fell out and I put it on my bedside locker where you I just recently it. rested the whiskey. I crushed it into the. It's okay. We're back mystery on solved. Mystery, mystery does solved. not have to be called. No, no sexy Velma today. No sexy Velma. Um, one of the big ones that I learned this week. I don't know if listeners know this, but I'm a mad hooer for a bit of Tom Jones. Tom Jones is coming to Ireland, and I was like, look, I'll have a look at the dates. He's playing Belfast, and I was like, interesting. He is now playing Belfast on the twelfth of July. We all know what that means. Well, I hope we do. Bonfires, baby. <laughs> I was just like, can you imagine the crowd at at Tom Jones on the 12th of July? There'd be so much orange sashes. I think it would be a really interesting social experiment and I'm genuinely raging that I'm not in the country for it. I reckon Protestants love Tom Jones. I feel like Welsh people would all, they'd all be unionists. Do you reckon? Yeah. I think, I think. Welsh people don't want to be separated from England. Early era Tom Jones had a bang of Protestant off him. He still does a but, bit, I but think. But he went through some serious changes in his life and he's changed a lot of his opinions. Um, and I think now that he would be pro-IRA. Maybe he's in the IRA. <laughs> Tom Jones. That's a modern he's day. Uh, that's a modern day horror story. Yeah. Go being Tom Jones and realising you're playing the 12th of July. Just existing story. on the 12th of July is horror. horror. <laughs> like, I'd rather just not exist for the day. Um, when we were talking about the topic, you mentioned Aoife Brown and one of her big regrets. I actually didn't even ask Aoife Brown if I could include this, but she talked about it on Midnight Memories podcast, so I'm sure she Slay won't mind. It's not embarrassing. but uh, It is still horrific. It's horrific, though. So Aoife went to Harry Styles. Actually, if anyone's a Harry Styles fan, you'll know he did a cover of a song called Girl Crush. So she was there when that was recorded. I think it was in Manchester? And yeah, it was like a day he just like did a concert, recorded some songs. They're on YouTube. I think it was for like BBC. But there was only like a handful of people at it. And at the end, you were able to meet him. Like you could go up and like give him a hug or whatever. But Aoife was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be like other girls. I'm just, I'm just going to leave him be. And didn't go near him. Stayed at the back of the crowd and just watched him hug everyone else. Of course she fucking regrets it so much now. <laughs> I feel like that's peak us though. That's hey. peak us. I feel like I would... I would probably have done the same or I would have like waited until the very end. Yeah, we keep on taking the piss because we're going to five seconds of summer and, and Callum, Callum Hood is single. single. And obviously everything Ali does is now basically <laughs> mental preparation for trying to pull Callum Hood. Uh, so we're, she's, doing, she's practicing being not like other girls, but also simultaneously being just like other girls. <laughs> no, I see this. Was it you who sent me? Someone sent me the TikTok where it was like a girl yeah, reading, practicing yeah. being not like other girls, so that Callum Hood will notice me. And it was just a girl reading. So I'm gonna bring a book. Um, so this, we're gonna try and get barrier for Dublin. I'm gonna bring a book and just stand right in front of Callum Hood and just look like I couldn't give a fuck about the. Concert. I think I should bring the sign. Then it says she's not like other girls. Callum Hood. <laughs> that would yes. be so funny. Callum Hood, if you're listening, like gives a buzz. Uh, yeah, that would be that would be fun. Also, actually, we should give it a shout out while we're here. The latest Five Sauce album, 
No skips. That's not that. It's not latest now, Lisa. That's it was like twenty twenty. A while ago. Yeah, two well, years. Well, they obviously haven't been able to tour it. No. But I definitely, I'm buzzing for this concert now. Yeah, I, I can't wait for them to drop. I, I wonder will they drop the new album before the tour? Because they only have two songs. They've only two new songs. So I'm like, surely they'll drop something else now before the tour. But God knows, because they're going to be complete. Harry Styles is going to drop something soon. Because there's a lot We're of manifesting there. No, he is. Why would you film a music video and just sit on it? Mans is coming out with a song called Duvet very soon. <laughs> I'm saying it now. Duvet about London town. Yeah. Um, another Her story would be the Callum Hook thing just not working. Yeah, that... We'll keep you updated on Ali Whelan's marital status to Callum Hood. Yeah. Imagine that'd be a double whammy. You'd probably get a green card. You'd get a green and card and Australia. an Aussie card. That would be. And also. That's a win win. Yeah. So, guys. And a bass player candles. boyfriend. Hot. <laughs> that is hot. Um, Emily had a nightmare story recently that was absolutely modern horror story territory. Oh, yeah. This is, this is awful. She got a taxi. Uh, to, to a little like gaff that was happening that she was going to meet some friends at and she was in the taxi and the taxi driver was named Emil and it was so funny yeah it was so funny because uh, he like <laughs> she hopped into the taxi thinking everything would be fine and he goes Emil Emily nice to meet you we're going to be friends mm. and I was like oh no this is either going to be hilarious or end terribly as you can imagine it was the latter uh-huh. um, Emil was full of chat absolutely yeah. full of chat knock and talk out Emily Emily was fine with this until Emil asked, where do you like to go out? And Emily kind of listed a couple of places that she likes and then was like, oh, and, and the George. And Emil's eyes lit up. And basically, <laughs> basically he spent the rest of the taxi driver, the taxi drive, being like, I love bisexual women. And Aww. the whole way there, on and on and be like I'm not gonna lie I, I know this sounds bad it's every man's dream to be with two women so being a bisexual is such a turn on and I genuinely I could see how repulsed she was I would have catch myself story. I would have got out of the taxi and not paid yeah um, so that was horrifying uh, and then at the very end of the taxi trip he was like and I might see you in the George and I was like no no men are the worst that is horrible yeah, that is pretty, wrong. pretty, pretty bloody well bad. Um, actually, speaking while we're on the topic of men being trash, uh, oh, we have another oh, friend who I'm will sure remain this, this, nameless. Oh, I know, this guys, this is the worst one. <laughs> who was who was dating this guy? It was already pretty bad because the guy was a former British Army soldier. Ah, uh, oh, you sh- you should have known. You should. You should have known. That should have the, been the first of many red ding, flags. Ding. But after... I didn't know that bit. Yeah, British Army soldier. It was supposed to be a casual thing, and that was grand. So they they did the deed, and afterwards, he was like, oh, did you see my tattoo? Obviously, in the throes of fashion, one does not examine the other person's body for a tattoo, and especially it's a small tattoo, I think, from what I've heard. This man has a Nazi symbol on his ass. Everything about that is a horror story. What, like, what did he say about it? So I was, I, I thought, I was told this story, and I just was so shocked that I didn't ask him any questions. And then I came back to our friend, and I was like, "Sorry, I have several questions about this. Is he a Nazi?" And apparently, well, no. If, if he, yeah, if he's getting a tattoo of a Nazi symbol, well, I think 
I think yes. It's also like toxic army thing. This is where it all came from. It's like, oh, that lad that was on Love Island, he didn't have a Nazi tattoo, but he had like a World War Two tattoo. Oh, what was Jake. His name? Jake. Jake. He had like the poppies and the little children waving at the war planes on his back. And everyone was like, let's give him a chance. And I was like, nah, man, that no. was out from the word git. <laughs> Um, if his accent didn't do it for you, the tattoo should Oh my god, farmer yeah. boy. Um, but I was like, oh, what's the story with this? Like, I need to, I need more answers. So some guy in the army bought a tattoo gun to, to like their training base. And he was like, let's tattoo everyone. And everyone got tattoos. And it was like a real big joke that like they would ask for one thing and something else be put on them. And all of the rest of them were like grand. Somebody was like, oh, draw like a, an England flag. And somebody instead wrote mom and put it in a love heart. So they were like simple enough. like jokes. Yeah, innocent. Like. But this guy was the last one to go up for it. And this guy did a genuine just tattooed a swastika on his ass. Oh my God. I just. You would I'm also bamboozled. just think like he would get a cover up. Yeah. Like, Why would you not just get it removed? Naturally, you would. Especially if it's small. You would get that covered up. You would also quit the army. I mean, why would you join in the first place? Yeah, the British Army. Yeah. Why would you join the army? <laughs> okay, <laughs> ask I, your dad. There's, there's some like in Ireland. Yeah, I can kind of understand the appeal. I'm from, a, I'm from a town. Yeah, I'm from a town where everyone's in the army, and like, you know, if there's not really other jobs going, it's an income, and you don't do you don't do war if you're an Irish soldier. You keep sheep, or you fucking build roads. Or you build sandbags for when there's floods. Like, it's very different to other armies. But if you're joining, like, the British Army, you're just, you're essentially, you want to kill people. <laughs> like, in my brain, that's how that works. Yeah, it's a bit, it would be a red flag. Yeah. I just don't know if I could be friends with people in an in active an army. army. No. I also just wouldn't want to know what they're doing. So I actually just wouldn't enjoy hanging out with them. No. Um, Definitely not if they have a swastika. Oh, hearing it again I'm just like oh my god that's eye rolling it's actually just unbelievable it is a horror story Um, there was a story going around and I was so shocked that you didn't I, I briefly mentioned this story to Ali earlier on and she had no idea what I was talking about and it's like a modern urban myth that's going around Ireland oh, yeah. now it went around years ago I'd say we would have been in like early college when this okay. was this goes on doing the rounds and when I heard this story and I totally feel like it's maybe not made up, but like it's definitely a skewed version of the truth. Okay. So this girl, when I heard the story, this version was she was from Cork. She went on holidays off abroad and was pulling this fella in a nightclub abroad from the locality. I don't know where it was, but it was somewhere on the continent. All right. A European. A big European. And she was shifting away with this fella and he kept on like asking her to come home with her. And she would have but she was getting a flight really early the next morning. So she said no. So she went off with her pals back home. He was a bit pushy about it, and she was like, oh, that's a bit weird, but, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. She went back, flew back to Ireland. Everything was grand for a couple of days. Then she got a rash on her face. So she went to the doctor, and the doctor, the eyes began popping out of the doctor's head because this rash was really suspicious. So the guards were called. Oh, because this rash only comes about when you've eaten human flesh. Ah! She must have been chewing the face off. <laughs> yeah, chewing that. Yeah, good guess, but no, he was a cannibal. How true is this? Do we, I is honestly there, don't like, know if it's true. But the reason I want to put it out into the world because I want to know who else has heard this, 
and how can we track it down? Ireland's so small, we should be able to know whether or not this was right, whether or not something like this happened. I'm surprised like this story hasn't ended up on um, Joanne and Vogue. Well, basically, it ended up being like a bit of a hero story because because she knew your man, she had some details, some social media of your man. They were able to hand it over to the police in that country and get him arrested. So he was a cannibal? Yeah. Now, this could be total lie, but it's a fucking whopper story, isn't it? Like That is nuts. Actually, guys, if anyone ends up ever having to be a cannibal, um, a friend years ago taught me the tastiest part of a human. Oh, what? It's in between your fingers. You know, think back, I'm like, how did she know this? But um, it's, it's, it's the skin, like the fleshy skin between your fingers is apparently the tastiest part of a human. Specifically between your index and your middle finger. Nah. Just in case you're ever in a plane crash and you have to do it, that is some knowledge I've learned over the years. God. Yeah, I also am like, who decides what's the tastiest thing? Well, people who've had to do it. The taste police. Yeah. Ah, but it is like, do you know when it comes to like chicken, chicken thigh is objectively the tastiest part of a chicken. Okay, this I would not know. Oh yeah, Lisa's vegetarian. Lisa's she definitely said, not eating. After like last week's episode being like, I ate a snail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Veggie my fucking ass. But I'm an experimental vegetarian. What other modern horror stories do we have? Um, I have like short ones. Did you do the one about players ball? We both have said, I was oh saying to God. Lisa earlier, I was like, oh, I actually have one from, I don't, I don't actually know what age I was. I probably, I would have been sure like one. 15 or 16, kind of around that age. And there's this lad that I really fancied and we were at a house party and I remember we're out the back and I got with him before and I was like, oh, is he flirting with me? Like, what's going on here? And then he asks for advice on how to get with someone else. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I literally wanted to drop dead. I wanted the ground. It's so, I wanted the ground to swallow me up. It's such a horrible, horrible situation to be in. Yeah. And I, I, di- and I didn't see it coming and I was just like, no. Yeah, I actually wanted to die. I can. Did you ever like? I don't think it was like embarrassment. I was just like so angry, and I can still feel it. You know when you're like talking about, it, you're like, oh, I can still feel that feeling. Oh yeah, and not to turn this podcast into a let's bash Matt McGowan podcast, but when <laughs> it we, already when, is. When, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the genre of your podcast? It's actually boyfriend bashing. Um, that happened to us before we got together. He came to me looking for advice and on an unnamed woman that he wanted to get with. And so me, Lisa thought it was her. Me being the cockiest bitch ever was like, oh my God, he's he's doing this thing because he's trying to be all cute and he really wants to get with me. And then at the end of the conversation where I was like, you know what, like, just follow your heart. Go and get with them. It's going to be so good. And she's like making eyes. Uh, he goes, thanks so much for the advice and goes off and pulls another woman in front of me. I was raging. I would have been sick. Oh, I was. I was saying to Ali, like, there's a picture from that, from that event where I'm clearly be- seeing been seen necking a pint of guinness before i leave the venue to go home and cry um and i bring it up to him all the time be like remember that time when you absolutely broke my heart publicly at a public event it was horrific men are so adorable <laughs> but uh it was fun and look where look where we are now eh? you can literally hear the like tears in <laughs> oh no um but yeah, no, I've had much worse things happen to me, you know, in the grand scheme. I'm trying to think of worse things. 
But like bad stuff happens to me all the time. <laughs> said that in such a wistful way. She goes, bad things happen to me all the time. And then looks out the window like a Victorian <laughs> child in a movie. <laughs> I'm just trying to like dig them up. I'm trying to resurface my drama. But yeah, they're like so, so deeply buried. Like I should honestly get a therapist that I could actually dig them up for real. <laughs> <laughs> she says and laughs. Um, do you have any more? I can't think. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. All of mine are short little ones. Um, one of my big ones at the minute. I have a constant fear that um every photo that I'm in, I'm going to have really, really bad posture. So like, do you know, oh, yeah. you can dress as well as you like and you can have your makeup done to the nines or whatever. If you have bad posture, you're not going to be posting that photo anywhere. It's going to be useless. You're never going to want to put it in a photo album. No. I thought of the one I was telling you last night. Um, This is actually mortifying. <laughs> so <laughs> this is very recent as well. This is like two or three years ago. I When I was like, I think, probably junior search, so I was probably like 14 or 15, um, I had the Rectus journal <gasps> and I can't remember all of the things that are in it but like anyone who had one you know it was like you had to do something different on each page tie a string around this page and bring yeah, it for a walk like, and... light, light this page on fire or, do you know shit like that but there was one page that I think I think it said like sabotage this page or let your friends write on this page or so, something like that but I remember my friend because I used to always have it in school and my friends wrote the word jizz all over it, like all over the page, covered in this word. And this word. <laughs> he said like it's a film. This dude. word. But anyway, like two or three years ago, my dad is awful for like giving away my stuff to my cousins without asking for my permission. Like <laughs> I had a chopper bike, which I never actually grew into because I'm quite short, that I still could have used to this day. And it was a brat style's bike, but I could have fucking painted it or something. It was savage, big chopper, gave it away. Didn't even know it was given away. Um, gives away my books regularly. Like gives away my paints. Like just gives away my stuff when I'm not there. So he gave away a bunch of my books, and didn't think to ask me. You know, are these suitable for your cousin who is ten? Um, so gives away yeah a bunch of my books. My cousin who's like you know like a really strong reader, really into books, and I get a message from my auntie one day being like. Lol, just have to explain this to to your cousin or I can't remember exactly what she said, but it was like a picture, and it was like the page with jizz written all over it. <laughs> I was just like, no. <laughs> I would love to know how parents cope in those situations. <laughs> like, what do you say? Like, oh yes, that was Ali's friends talking about semen. Like, what do you say? What do you say? another very funny thing that happened to me when I was younger I don't think my parents had to like explain anything to me to cope because I didn't ask any questions um when I was in Greece this is when I was four I don't remember doing it but there are photos um I found my mad like period pads like and I thought they were stickers and I just stuck them all over me just stuck all over me oh my god we need to go and find that photo immediately yeah, I mean, that's so funny I think funny. my cousin Helly has it um because she, she talks about it like she always brings it up to try and embarrass me she's like oh remember when you stuck panty liners all over you like it's real hard to embarrass me I'm like fight me no it's real easy to embarrass me <laughs> but yeah I did that Honestly, if you did it now, it'd probably be, like, a fashion statement. Probably feminist art. Yeah, it's, it's kind of artistic. Yeah. 
God, she started young. <laughs> she's going to do a performance art piece in this year's uh, Dublin Theatre Festival where she sticks. Yeah. We're going to put menstrual cups on your ears and, you know, sort yourself. Oh, my God. I'm trying to think what other... What other bad stuff has happened to me? I have a horrifying first kiss story. and Oh, no. It's, it's so bad that I wasn't going to share it on the podcast, but now I, we've had a drink, so I'm fine. Yeah, go on, then. So I went to a disco as a young one to try with the express goal of just not being a frigid for the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) Classic. Well, I had all these friends with me and they were all a year older. And I was like, I need to just do this. I don't care. I'm just going to rip the bandaid off. I'm just going to get with a random person and then everything will be fine. And that was grand because I was going with people who all had been been kissing boys. Yeah. So they were going to be like my experts, my boomers. It was going to be yeah. great. That's very funny. So this friend of mine, I, I saw a guy I liked and I was like, that, that one. one. <laughs> Genuinely, I was like, that one. And my I've friend <laughs> my friend was like, oh, I know him, so I'll go up and ask him. Oh, no. And she went up and he said no. And then she was like, don't worry about it. Give it a few minutes and we'll... Give it a few minutes. Literally. We'll try again. (laughs) Then she went up a second time. And at this point, you can imagine, I wanted to die. Oh, no. I wanted to die. I can't believe I'm going to say this. And he came... She came back with, like, a deal. He had, like, a deal. He was like, I'll shift you to my friend. I'll shift your friend as long as I can shift you after. No. And we had to debate whether or not we were going to do it. And in the end, we did. No. It was. And did your friend shift him after? Yeah. Horrific. That's horrible. I like, no wonder I make all these jokes about men being trash. Oh my God, that's horrible. It was horrible. And I still like remember that we were like kind of okay with it because we were like, look, it does the job. Oh But it was, it was traumatic. That's very funny. That's why I need to go to (laughs) counselling. Honestly, you just reminded me actually of something very funny. This is really embarrassing, but now it's funny. Um, this is like not that long ago, it's a couple of years ago. Um, I got this lad from home who I'm actually friends with. Uh, then his mom comes up and taps him on the back. Oh my god! <laughs> it was in like a pub at home. I oh god, that is horrific. When I think about it, that just got dug up. Yeah. Oh my god, that was so embarrassing. <laughs> I was like, so hi. Um. I was dating this guy for a while and it was in Mayo and I had I had like the house free for the whole day and I had the car so we went off and we like did a hike or something and then I was like oh should we come back to ours and have a cup of tea and we'll drink this after like, a cup of tea she said to you so I was like oh uh, he's like is there anything I can do and I was like actually would you go out there and pick up some some turf from the shed so what he's, age are you I'm, this actually makes me sound like I'm 70 <laughs> but he did anyways and that was grand and then when he was off in the shed, my granddad strolls in. Oh, no. He saw me drive the car in and saw that there was two people in it and was really nosy. Oh, no. And just rocked in to figure out who it was. So I had to introduce them and everything. And this was like early, early stage date. And it was super casual. Like we were just like, we were, I was just like, ah, oh, like, like, look, we'll grab a bit, bite to eat somewhere. And like, I have stuff in the house. So bad. And he came in and introduced himself and shook his hand and was like, are you two courting? Courting! Jesus. I was like, no, 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 Nobleta. Nobleta. Not up for this. But I have a few quick fire round ones. Okay. That we can, we can do a little wrap up with. So we can all go get, go day drinking. 
Yeah, it's actually, we're recording this on Paddy's Day because, as Kim Kardashian said, we should get up off our asses and work. Surround yourself with people who want to work. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, sending a message to the person that the message is about. I've done that. I feel like everyone's done that. Multiple times. And it's never, I live in constant fear that I'm doing that. Yeah, so do I. I also live in constant fear that because <clears throat> part of my job is to manage multiple social media accounts. That you're going to post on your post. work account. Yeah. Yeah horrific like i've nearly done it so many times it's so so i bad. wish there was like there probably is a way of doing this like an app that will just automatically log you in and out of all your work accounts yeah so that you don't have to like type in the passwords to everything because like i should be logged on to a lot of things at the minute like it's, it's, it's such too a fear. much um that guy coming up to you on the streets of dublin to do what's the, the sexiest name oh my <laughs> god if that man came up to me i would literally just scream at him <laughs> Oh, it's so embarrassing. If he asked me, I don't understand why when he asks people stuff like that, why they don't just say their own name. Yeah. It gets you out of the awkwardness of it. Yeah, I'm always like, if somebody asked me something like that, I'd have to find a name that I don't know anyone with that name. Yeah, because they think you're talking about them. Yeah. People are narcissists. Oh, it's horrible. Like, I don't, it's also just not great content. What's happening? Oh, I enjoy watching his videos. I think they're funny. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about the shite talk beer. Uh, being stuck in an airport for more than three hours. That's a horror story. That happened to me. Actually, let's rewind here now to our fucking idiot friend, Tim. <laughs> a couple of years ago. This whole episode is just us being like, and this is why Tim is a fucking tool. We went on a lad's holiday after like second or third year of college to Portugal. And I was in work when everyone was booking the flights. So I said, well, someone booked my flight for me. So Tim booked his like mine and his flights and of course classic fucking Tim books the wrong flight home so but we're it's just you he yeah, just so booked the wrong flight for no, no no he booked the, no he booked the wrong flight for both of us but the flight was like five hours after everyone else so obviously like because the the airport was quite a while away we still got the taxi with everyone to the airport um because like two it would cost a fortune for two people to be getting the thing but Tim decides probably a week before we go on holidays that he's not actually even going to fly home so tim's not going to be in the airport for the extra five hours with me tim fucks off to berlin instead so he's also on an early flight so i'm just sitting there in pharaoh airport which if you've not been to it is a fucking shithole <laughs> on my own i bought i think it was the like last game of thrones book that exists in the shop it was in portuguese because i didn't <laughs> check because i didn't check I, I think I, I think I paid like fifteen euro for it, so I'm just like I had no more money because I got I, I got pissed off before that as well. I was like, do you know what? I'm gonna fucking treat myself to something nice because I'm sitting here on my own in Portugal, <laughs> and I bought myself a Chanel lipstick, so I spent thirty euro on lipstick, and then spent fifteen euro on a Portuguese book. She can't read, so I'm just sitting there like twiddling my thumbs. Volunteer for five hours. <laughs> when we were coming back from Paris, it was a bit like turbulency on the on the land down. You didn't even hear this because you had your headphones. Yeah, in. I have my headphones in. The, I was listening to Callum Hood. It was. It was <laughs> I was practicing being not like other girls for Callum Hood. Um, the guy who came on over the over the tannoy thing was basically like just a reminder where all of our emergency exits are. <laughs> And I was like, no, 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 Bessie, don't start a sentence with that. 
And I spent the whole thing literally being like, I'm going to do some fucking yoga-esque breaths here, trying to just like gently namaste the play, plane to the fucking ground. It was horrific. Meanwhile, was like, I'm further back the plane, like, she looks so perfect then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. It was chaos. Do you, do you know what? I have actually such a fun ritual for when planes are taken off, but I actually had looked enough other people have this. I have a song. Oh, what's your that song? That I listen to every time a plane is taken off. It's Broad by Oliver Arnold. Of course it's Oliver Arnold. And it's just perfect, like, lift-off song. Just really pretty. Oliver Arnold and Callum Hood, the only two men on this podcast that we haven't bashed this week. <laughs> yeah. Same. Oh, but uh, do you have any feed food before we go, Anthony, you'd like? I'm reading a book. Oh, that I bought when we were in Paris. I couldn't tell you the order that the title is in, but it's like music, 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 boys, 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 clothes, 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 in some order of that. It's a Viv Albertine. Viv Albertine. I'm only like a little bit into. Actually, I'm probably like a hundred pages into it. Um, but for anyone who like me is a little bit like slow at reading and just kind of gets distracted, it's very good because every chapter is like two pages long. It's kind of just like snippets of her life. It's kind of done like each year. Or like each each person kind of in her life. But um it's so mad how the people that are just in it that she's talking about all of a sudden become these people who are fans that you know. Yeah, she had like a really mad like kind of life as a groupie before she became a musician herself. Yeah, so she's like she's really cool. She like grew up in London and but she's very into music and would just go to like every gig ever. Um and, and she starts going out with this lad who like ends up being one of the people who was in the clash. Yeah, like, and yeah, that's kind of as far as I am right now. But she's about to set up her own band in the book. Her, her band's really good. It's the Slicks. Yeah, I've never actually listened to them. Uh, they have some really good music. Would recommend. But it's very good if you like reading about like the genre seventies and eighties and music scenes. Yeah, I'm sorry. I read a book called The Troubles with Us by Alex O'Neill. And I've it, seen this in your story. It didn't take that long for me to get through it because it's basically like. If you're interested, it's oh, someone's having a session. <laughs> There's a session in my house now. Um, it's like a kind of like Derry Girls esque. It's like a a memoir of her growing up as a teenager in the Troubles. Um, but it's just like about her like trying to get hold off these lads and like. <laughs> going around it but also like there's like all this weird stuff like there's bomb scares and like she's just like that was just something that was normal and then it kind of transitions into her like going to college in Dublin oh, and trying to readjust to like so it's basically like Belfast Sally Rooney yeah but it's, <laughs> well there's only a short section about college and it kind of actually is more of a reflection on how she didn't really appreciate her really unique situation mm-hmm. and how she didn't actually educate herself an awful lot on on what was like happening in the north but she obviously knew a lot more than everyone else who was like trying to talk to her about it. She had loads of friends who were like in Trinity Team England, and I was like, oh, "Wow, that sounds insufferable." Rotten. No wonder you were having many thoughts on because uh, they just had no idea about the North. So it's Team interesting. England don't know anything beyond like ski trips and vague political debates. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was good. I really enjoyed it. Would recommend. And the Scratch have also finally released new music. Nice. Um. Whenever we went up to see them in Belfast, they had that song that I was like, this is going to be so good. It's called Another Round. Uh, they released it there for St. Patrick's Day and they have a video posted like and everything. Like Yeah. <laughs> Slay Mads Mickelson. I was only thinking about him recently. He really is one of those lads who, 
does all of his arty films, then becks off to Hollywood, does one big I've blockbuster. I've seen a tweet that said this, yeah. And then comes back and, comes and, home and does his mad arty films again. Yeah. Living the dream, except I would not like to be involved in this new Harry Potter second universe. Was he in it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I know. Get a life, Maz. Get a life, Maz. <laughs> Speaking of getting a life, we're going to go, I'm going to eat a pizza, you're going to put some clothes on, and we're going to go out. <laughs> you say that like I don't have clothes on. <laughs> she's not naked. I'm not naked. We I'm met just... at TikTok, we can prove she's not naked. I'm just dressed really badly. Well, you're also wearing your big hair thing. Yeah. I'm I not... really wish this was a visual podcast, because that would be hilarious. I think we shouldn't change anything. We should still record in beds and sitting rooms. Yeah, we're recording this on my bed right now. There might be some ambience in the background, because we have the window open. It's very ambient, you know? There's a man. Actually, you probably see me. That was like what I was looking at out the window. Because I've never seen my neighbours on the desk before. And there was a man chopping down this tree. That sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> there was a man. Um, Don't gonna, finish the sentence. I'm not going to finish this We should just finish the podcast There was before. a man. <laughs> I see someone out my window. Goodbye. Uh, keep up with us on the old social media. Uh, we're at Chat Chick Pod. Ali's Fizzy Ali. I'm Lisa. Ali's also Callum was next to Mrs. Honestly. Somebody oh. start lighting candles. Open pray girls. Open pray. Into your local church. Light them candles. And get her a green card and a man in one of those See you. Bye now. <laughs>